Hello and welcome, dreamers, to a Game of the Year edition podcast. I don't have notes for this show, so I, for some reason, forgot what I was doing for a second. Uh, but this is Game of the Year 2007, uh, following our lovely episode with Casey from the Sega Lounge. Uh, if you haven't listened to that yet, go and take a listen to it. Uh, we talked all about the year 2007, and it actually transpired to be a very, very good year for gaming, right, Stephen Rich? Like we, yeah, we gave I've- everything. Yeah, yeah, it was quite a surprise, but not at the same time because if you look back at the year, it's it's pretty stacked. Well, it doesn't stand out as one of those legendary years, like say your 1998s. But when we were doing the research, we were like, oh, there's quite a lot of good stuff came out. That's surprising. How good how good a year it was. And there were more games that we didn't even mention that we could have mentioned and still would have been pretty good. So I'm quite happy with that. It's a good year. Good year. Um, by the way, hi Steve and Rich. Hello. 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 How are we doing? Um, All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. All things uh, considered. Yeah. You can tell we're not an American podcast where everybody's like, yeah, great. Hey. Fantastic. We're like, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> Could be better. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we live in the UK, so. We do. You know. I, I do see somebody else with us today. And uh, nobody else can because they're listening and cannot see Skype. Uh, but we have a fourth person. Uh, quite odd. Uh, it hasn't happened before. We've only ever had three of us. I'm sure. I'm just making sure I'm not seeing double. No, I can. Uh, s- I can see him as well. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 bald and bearded. Is it just not you again, Steve? It's I'm not. Just, like, I'm wearing no. a hat. So uh, okay. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, this is this is somebody else, and I recognise him from somewhere. Uh, he is somebody that I've done a lot of podcasts with. In fact, we've all done a lot of podcasts with, and uh, we decided to invite to join us because we like him quite a lot, and he has some very good opinions about games. Uh, so, joining us for Game of the Year and forever, hopefully, uh, it is <laughs> <laughs> the amazing, wonderful, brilliant Ben. Hey, hey everyone! I've come on board. I've come on board for enthusiasm. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) it's way too much. You've just been to Scotland as well. Like you shouldn't be. I should be miserable as fuck, shouldn't I? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Hello. Did you did you see the stipulation in the contract, Ben? Where you're here forever? Did you did you pay attention to that? Uh, hence, hence my enthusiasm, of course. Good, excellent. My my forced enthusiasm. It's almost like the Stockholm syndrome's kicked in already. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love you guys. This is like the billionaire <laughs> contract, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. 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 Did we tell you that DCY was founded by Elrond? <laughs> God, it's all coming out now. <laughs> well, oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. Our core text is Dianetics. Uh, please get reading it. And <laughs> definitely kidding. We're not Scientologists. We just really like to watch Leah Remini's <laughs> program. Um, ben, you'll be into it in no time because, like, li- literally, Rich has like made me and Steve watch that show and discuss it at length. So mm. you'll be into it in no time. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> turns out, well, turns out, according to that documentary, Scientology is pretty fucked up. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, you've you've saved me a lot of time there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no need to watch it now. <laughs> Um, but yes, Ben, you are joining us. Mm. Uh, really good to have you here. Yes, exciting. It's, it's very, yeah, it's very exciting. I am a yeah. I'm a massive fan of the show. Um, I think you guys are all right as well. Oh, so, yeah, happy to be here. Thrilled Excellent. to have you. 
Indeed. Absolutely. And um, you've you've been on the podcast before, of course, on one of our previous OG episodes. I think it was 2001, I believe. Yeah, that's about right. yeah. yeah. many, many moons ago, um, when you still had a kind of, you know, a semblance of credibility, you know, in terms of your timeline and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that's gone to shit now. You just <laughs> yeah, talk bit. about whatever you want. So yeah, that's why I'm here. So um, what we'll be doing, we'll be doing our normal Game of the Year. I say normal, we'll be doing it slightly differently today. Uh, game of the Year edition. Uh, we do have our 2008 episode planned and um, we don't have room for Ben on that one, unfortunately. So we will skip that one. But from then on, he'll be on everything, basically. So uh, wow. get ready for it. Get ready for Ben. Uh, so... Should we, should we just dive into the game of the year let's now, I guess? Let's do it. Yeah, mm. Let's do it. So for 2006, uh, the three of us pitched some very interesting games, uh, including The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion, Dead Rising, Hitman Blood Money, and Loco Roco. And which of those do you think came out on top? Well, I, I genuinely don't know. Um, I do follow well, you. You, sh- you need to guess then. You need to tell R- us what Yeah, you think. so it is a real guess, so I'm not even pretending. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but Rich, you might feel better about this. I haven't played any of them. Wow! Really? So there you go. There's a there's a new ignorant fucker in town. <laughs> <laughs> there's only room for one. <laughs> um, I would say are those ones. I, don't, I genuinely don't know. I don't know. Surprise me. Uh, you guys know, right, Rich and Steve? Yeah, I think, I think it surprised everyone. To be fair. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I was certainly surprised and disappointed. I was thrilled. Yeah. I, well, yeah, you were. So I'll go from last to first. So in last place, uh, much to Steve's chagrin. Is that a word? Chagrin, 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 chagrin. 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 Yeah. yeah, that word. Much to Steve's that word. Uh, Hitman Blood Money for the 360 came last with 7.9%. Not a very good series, though, to be fair. Well, I've played. Fuck oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the shelf of Metal Gear Solid. I'm going <laughs> to assassinate you. Strong words. Um, po- any police listening, Steve will not assassinate Rich. Don't, don't go knocking on his door, please. Yeah, you're right, Andrew. Um, we should cover me for the assassination that I'm going to commit. Yeah. <laughs> Next on the list, before Steve digs himself more of a hole, uh, was Dead Rising, which got 26.3%, which I thought would win, to be mm. honest. Personally. Yeah, that's, so, it's also a bummer that that came so far behind. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Uh, another one that I thought would probably win, and that did come very close second, uh, was The Older Scrolls for Oblivion, which got 31.6%. Which means the weird, wonderful, crazy game that is Loco Roco for the PSP won with 34.2%. Amazing. Amazing. That's a fix. So, Such a good game. Yeah. It, it, it's it, a good game. It is a great game. It is a great game. Yeah. Game of the year, though. Absolutely Clearly. not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's spoken. I mean, yeah, on. votes. Votes don't lie. Uh, they, well, they uh, don't lie, <laughs> but they're off. But they're often very wrong. Mm. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, well, there you go. I mean, I, I'm happy with that. It's a nice. It's a different game from the kind of games that we usually have voted for first. So it's it's nice, and I do like that game. I'm going to have to go back and play it now, uh, and we may incorporate it somewhere in today's episode. Mm. So, look at I'm that. just going to roll um, around the room like a big fat blob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's the incorporation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, as is tradition, 
the loser will of course get a handicap and that is steve since steve pitched hitman blood money so sorry about that steve mm. Mm. and uh <laughs> the winner would usually get two pitches and that is rich with his uh loco roco win but because there's four of us now and we want to keep it to four games the winner no longer gets a second pitch and instead we'll get something else as a as a prize for Ooh. coming first so we'll reveal that at the end i think we'll leave you hanging to the end to see what uh what rich's prize is for winning and Ooh. let's move straight on to the first pitch uh, which traditionally is the person who lost. So, Steve, this is you. Oh, and hey. you have a handicap. I do. I do. You do. Are you Are you ready with a handicap if you've got it all up? I've and got ready it to queued go? up. I've got it queued up. Yep. Yep. Excellent. I'm going to be listening to Loco Roco music while mm-hmm. pitching. Indeed. There you go. You don't have to wait too long to find out where Loco Roco is going to come into this. <laughs> um that's <laughs> pretty quick. So, Steve, you have a minute. And, mm-hmm. of course, after your minute, the well, to be fair, it used to be just the two of us who would then discuss it. And then it became just the three of us would discuss it because we kind of yeah. stopped. Yeah. Uh, and that will be the four of us discussing yeah. the game. Yeah. Please. Especially this one. Especially this one. So, Steve, what game are you pitching today? I'm going to be pitching Mass Effect for the Microsoft Xbox 360 video games console. Oh, mm. it was on the PS3 as well, right? Uh, not originally, no. Oh. Later. Really? It was a 360, it was a Microsoft exclusive when it came out. Ooh. There you go. Forgot ah. about that. Yeah. 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 Learn something every day. Or you remember something that you want new every day. Mm. Um, all right, are you ready to go? Yes. All right, Steve, your time starts. And now. So, Mass Effect is a Bioware RPG. This music is delightful. It's a Bioware RPG, Heart of the Hills <laughs> of uh, KOTOR. Um, but it's uh, it's a fully voiced Western RPG that blends action with exploration and dialogue. Um, and it's incredible. It's one of the best games ever made. Um, or at least it started off... This music's... More distracting than I expected it to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, uh, it started off one of the best game series ever made. It's fully voiced. Uh, it's got the dialogue wheel, which was very unique at the time, which allowed the dialogue to become really seamless instead of being very stop and start, like RPG dialogue was up to that point. Um, and it's incredibly fleshed out, and the universe is incredibly well written, and uh, everything... Uh, seriously, it's super distracting. I, I, th- I thought this wasn't going to be shit. I was like, that's fine. I'll do that. But this is really hard with this music. Time's up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you spent like half of your time just saying how distracting the music it, was. It was super distracting is why. Brilliant. Well, yeah. job done. Yeah. Job done. You're going to have to think of some more. We need to get some fresh ideas in for uh, for handicaps in future, I feel. Mm-hmm. I've got some a couple actually. I'm, I'm willing to, okay. to throw them into the mix. Yeah. Okay. How many of Looking them are being it. punched in the balls repeat- repeatedly? Literally all of them. Okay. Uh, yeah. of okay. That's just it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mass Effect. Uh, Rich, can't remember. Had you played this one? You had, right? Mm-mm. I think I downloaded no. it once off EA Play and it just kind of sat there and I uh, deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, keep meaning- I do want to go back and try it out because it does look quite cool. I mean, everything I've seen about the whole, like... Um, just in terms of character and relationships and stuff, it looks quite, it looks different. And 
yeah, I know a lot of people got quite excited about it. I know there's a lot of people on Deviant Art that like to, uh, you know, make a big deal of the game because of all the uh, like inter race, inter species relationships you <laughs> yes. can have. Uh, yeah. You know, showering <laughs> with aliens and that kind of stuff. It, you know, it's it's an EA game, so what more can you expect? It's uh, it is mm. good. It is good. I should try it out. I don't know how RPG it is. I mean, I never really got on too much with Kotor. Even though it was Star Wars, because again, it wasn't really my genre. Um, mm. But I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah, it's every game's on EA Play, so I've got no excuse. Well, yeah, and the Legendary Edition's mm. out now, although you have to pay money True. for that. So. Is, that yeah. is that out now, is it? It's either out now or it's out shortly. It may be out by the time this podcast goes out. Ooh. Yeah, I saw some people on Twitter showing off their helmets. Uh huh. <laughs> Really, we won't, we won't go into which Twitter you're on there. <laughs> Sorry, what there. game are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, um, ben, this is a whole new thing, and so I'm going to have to ask because I don't know. Have you played Mass Effect? I reckon you could guess. Um, no, I I have not played Mass Effect. Um, I don't really know much about it. Is it like a Western RPG? Yes. You know? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Not really my bag. Um, mm. But, you know, I'm willing to try bags, different ones. But um, Laurie uh, from the Crossplayers is a, is a big fan. I think this is his favourite game of all time, or his favourite series. Okay. Um, and he, yeah, he was describing it um, for fucking ages, and I fell asleep. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I know people sing, sing its praises, and, you know, I'd be interested once the new version drops to a sensible price i'd certainly give it a go yeah um, well give it a year and it'll be on ea play i'm sure yeah yeah exactly but no uh you know i i can't really say anything bad about it because i don't really know much about it other than people seem to love it and they do they do i i very much enjoyed it it is like it's a space opera right it's very much like incredibly story driven and yes. you've got like blue skinned aliens it's it's like star trek but slightly more serious and um, yeah i don't know it's it's going for a proper star trekky multi-species federation type vibe but with a bit of an edge to it and you've got the citadel which is like the main area that you go back to over and over again which is pretty cool um, and different planets that you go and visit on your ship. What's the ship called again? NC? The ship is called the Normandy. The Normandy. I'm thinking of the N7 thing, which yeah. is the classification which is of the ship. Spectre I think. classification. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Normandy. So you get to travel, and the Normandy itself was quite the revelation at the time. Like yeah. being able to actually like walk around your spaceship. Like usually the spaceship thing would be used as a uh, like almost a loading thing to get from one planet to another if you were playing this type of game you wouldn't really go on the spaceship itself but you actually got to go on the normandy and like it was pretty it was a pretty big ship yeah. and you could walk around it talk to people do little quests look at your galaxy map uh, check your emails yeah all sorts of stuff yeah it's quite good yeah it's pretty good the whole cast of characters hanging out on the ship yeah to go and chat to so it's like it's far future but like not ridiculously far future um and basically the premise is you you discover mass effect gates which allow you to travel really fast uh and then humanity discovers aliens and all the technology progresses really really quickly and becomes part of this uh galaxy 
um, this society uh, that inhibits the galaxy that the humans are not at the top of. So you're sort of learning all this new hierarchy and trying to prove yourself as a human because you're a fairly young species in this society. Uh, and the, it's the universe, like the, the the story in that game is is good and the characters are, are great. But the reason Mass Effect is so good is because the universe is just so incredibly well done. The mm-hmm. the, the the environmental storytelling and the storytelling generally is just fantastic. The 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 depth and the history in that in that universe is just so incredibly well fleshed out. And there is a codex in that game that you can go into and and you get codex inputs every time you some you experience something new, and all the codex entries are read out in a very calming voice and it's just a delight to go through all of the codex entries and just learn everything there is to know um mm. about the mass Effect universe and yeah it's fully voiced which is great um the dialogue is as i said it introduced the dialogue wheel which was a really smooth way of doing rpg dialogue like you could choose your response before the conversation before the other person had finished so the conversation mm. felt really smooth you could also interrupt to the other person uh, it was really, really well done, um, and it's fantastic. And I can't wait to play the Legendary Edition because I'm going to play the shit out of that. I'm going to revisit these games. Mm, okay, nice. you got it on pre-order. Uh, I don't, but yeah. I'm going to get it. Yeah. Sorry, Rich. I had nothing more to add. Just, I'm just quite oh. interested. That's all. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So I won't, I won't throw any money down on it, but I'll certainly check out what's on EA Play. Yeah, hmm. the first, the yeah, first one, like it's it's not perfect. Like the first one is, uh, like it's where they started, right? So it's that mm-hmm. situation where they had to build, they had to build the game, the and the engine, and then and then make the game as well. And mm-hmm. the, it's that where the first entry kind of suffers for it. So it's not perfect. The combat can be a bit frustrating, and they hadn't sort of dialed it in yet to make it really good. Um, but it's still super worth playing just for the story uh, and the characters yeah. and stuff. Do we know what they're they're changing in the the updated version? As I understand it, a lot of the visuals were pretty rough in the original one. Uh, It looks gorgeous. It looks amazing. But there's a lot of, like, empty space. And um, I think they've tidied that up to make it look more appealing. Mm. Um, And some of the character models weren't brilliant either. Some of the, you know, ancillary characters in the story. So they've made those look better. Um, And I think quality of life stuff. I think gameplay Mm, stuff as well. They're they've improved yeah they brought it up to they brought the first game up to the second game standard right yes so yeah which is quite good yeah because the second the second game was a rev was a revelation they improved so yeah. much about it and i think they've brought the first one up to that yeah which is gonna nice. be interesting to experience um but the fighting system is worth talking about as well because that's different for this kind of rpg isn't it it's kind mm-hmm. of like you are i mean it's a, it's a shooter to yeah. some degrees it's a third person shooter uh with cover mechanics if i remember yes. rightly yeah that's right mm. third person it's more tactical mm-hmm. than most shooters that's where your rpg elements come in so yeah it's an rpg that blends with shoot i mean this was still at the time where rpgs only really existed on pc as well really um, and it was this game, Morrowind and Oblivion, that sort of broke the mold in that. And when they made this game, they wanted to attract more players to the RPG genre. So they blended it really nicely with a, a third-person action shooter. And you've got ability. So the core kind of sci-fi concept that links all this together is the concept of affecting mass. 
uh, and a lot of your abilities are around uh, affecting the mass of the enemies and making them float in the air and making them fly backwards and stuff like that and a lot of the combat is very uh what's the word when everybody's floating around in the air and you're shooting them and stuff it's all very um yeah i don't know it's a rule i was gonna say like ballet but that's kind of wanky isn't it so i don't really want to say that be as wanky as you like it's fine Mm. wanky wanky combat it looks looks, (laughs) yeah it looks it looks really nice it's good so yeah, so it's not it's not your traditional Western RPG by any no. means. It's uh, it's it's it takes it takes the great things about Western RPGs, like you said, like the dialogue and the story and the world building, and then it mixes in a bunch of stuff from other genres. It does go a bit wrong with the Mako missions and the planet, uh, the empty planet <laughs> yeah. discovering stuff. So there's a lot of side quests in this game, and you the the planets that you go to seem procedurally generated. They're very not interesting at all. You drive around them in the Mako, which is like this um, all-terrain space vehicle that drives like it's on a bounty castle. Um, it, it, it starts to spin apart a little bit on the margins, in the side in the side quests and stuff and also it's all completely fully voiced and everything except some of the side quest stuff some of the side quests end with just a paragraph of text where it's, mm. it, it, tell, it tells you a long story about what happened at the end of the quest and you just press x and button through it and it's gone and it's like oh okay that was the end of the side quest then <laughs> but the main quest stuff is very cinematic and very well done yeah hmm. i think that's uh, that's a good amount of talk about mass effect uh so let's move on to, I think I'll go next. So somebody bring up a timer for me. Oh, uh, <laughs> Steve's looking at Ooh. and Rich looking for phones to I bring up timers. Where's, where's, where's my phone? You can your head if you want. Don't mind. What? Okay. Oh, cool. good. good. Okay. We're going, I can't ready. count to so, sixty. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to be pitching uh, Portal, which was on the PC and the Xbox 360. Mm. And your time starts now. So Portal is a puzzle action game, less less on the action really, uh, mostly puzzle, first person, uh, and you play Shell who wakes up uh, in a, like a, a testing facility and she's told that she has to go through all of the different tests in different rooms by a weird co- a computer called GLaDOS uh, who is incredibly sarcastic and hilarious um, and it's just a fantastic fantastic game by Valve uh, it was originally a different game they bought it and they included it into the Half-Life universe uh, so it is part of that and you get a portal gun as the title would suggest and you can create portals from one place to another within the environments solve puzzles using those and uh, kind of come across weird talking turrets uh glados of course and cake so it is just really good very cerebral puzzling but also incredibly funny and has possibly the best end theme tune of any game that there has ever been um i love it time's up yeah mm. nice. not too bad very good um steve i'm gonna hand over to you you, you can you can run this bit. okay I feel like that's that's fair. Okay. Um, so, Ben, have you played Portal? I have only played Portal 2, ah, okay. um, which I believe is the better of the two. I think it's regarded as the kind of refinement yeah. of it. Maybe? Yeah, I guess so. Right? I guess so. I'd, I, I'd, I wouldn't like to call it better, but I, I sort of think mm. of Portal 1 and 2, you know, kind of together. You know, they're kind of... Okay. Yeah. Mm. But, but, but it's... Portal 2 is, yes, it is fantastic. 
Yeah, so I think it probably... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like those sort of games as kind of first person. I'm not a big first person guy, uh, generally, but when it comes to those, when you take out the shooting but add in puzzling instead, then I quite enjoy it. Um, so games like uh, like Cube, um, mm-hmm. what's the other one? Is it Talos Principles, things, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and Portal just obviously is like the granddaddy of, of that whole genre, right? I think it was probably yeah. the first of its kind to, yeah. to kind of play with physics in that way. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've got, I'm sure I will play Portal at some point. Um, I haven't finished Portal 2 yet, but it's one of those that I kind of dip into when I just fancy just giving the old brain a bit of a workout, um, which isn't very often. Um, but yeah, Portal. Cool. Looks like a very cool game and yeah yeah can't argue with that choice yeah. i think portal 2 the the ending of portal is brilliant but the ending of Port, portal 2 might surpass it i don't know yes mm. very very good uh rich have you played portal i played about 10 minutes of the second one and got confused and upset because i just <laughs> well it wasn't for me it just i don't know i i could see that i like the concept seemed pretty cool i like the quirky kind of British humour, even though it wasn't really. Yeah. It had that weird eccentric... It's uh, Stephen Merchant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, just I didn't really play enough to properly gauge it, but what I did play, I just kind of broke my brain a little bit, which probably doesn't take much. Um, yeah, is it, is it on um, um, Game Pass or anything? I think it is. No, it's no. Think so. it's, no I, I got it uh, on the Xbox Store, Portal 2. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to look for it. I'm not sure. Yeah, original portals on the Xbox Store as well. I'll see if it's cheap. So okay. you can buy that. Give it a go. Yeah. yeah um, I, did this also kind of originate that whole thing that you see in a lot of games now, where you've got a kind of Saki robot commentator? Yeah. yeah. That, that yeah. all that all came from Portal, right? And that's, that's really sort of, prevalent. Yeah. The 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 dispassionate narrator is mm. was all from Portal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Portal did a lot of things for, like the the uh, Portal's very highly regarded of ob- ob- obviously like it had its due at the time but I think it's difficult to understate just the impact that it had in a lot of ways that people probably don't realize it's like you were saying Ben the first person puzzle game this was this was the one really and everything like the Talos prin- principle and all that other stuff wouldn't exist without Portal um Portal's a, a brilliant puzzle game it's a brilliant tech showcase at the time as well the concept of of controlling portals that tunneled from one place to the other was amazing and the implementation was flawless and when you put one portal over here and one over there and interact with them it just felt incredible nothing no game had done that before um and yeah it felt flawless and you could try and break it put the portals next to each other and then put a cube in the middle and watch it fall into one and come out of the other infinitely mm-hmm. incredibly good um and mm. very unique puzzle solving for that reason as well uh, but the thing about portal that always stands out to me is what it did um narratively the storyline in that game is brilliant and mm-hmm. it's so understate so so confident in how understated it is it's so subtle and like because you have glados um who initially you think is like a pre-recording and then you get these kind of gradual glimpses of sentience as she comments on the things that you're doing 
and then slowly but surely becomes really um, insidious and malevolent and it's it, the the gradual build up to that is just great and incredibly funny too like the the dark humor in this game is incredibly well done and you're just in these cold test chambers that seem to be abandoned it later transpires that glados filled them with neurotoxin um <laughs> but then you kind of break out and go behind the scenes and you find signs of other tests uh, participants who had been there at some point and you sort of slowly unravel this mystery but never fully unravel it so it retains its kind of weird mystery it's great i absolutely i, I love it it's brilliant yeah mm. yeah i think that's the the big thing right like it could have just been a really straightforward puzzle game and even if it was just that it would still have been great because the portal physics mm -hmm. and everything like that were, were great but they took it one step further than that and made it into this amazing story that you know, it, it does tie into the Half-Life universe, but in a very, like, just a slight way. So there's, like, there's a kind of, uh, yeah, it, it ties into the universe, but it has its own thing completely. And it plays with humor and darkness and all sorts. It just does it so well. Um, yeah, every aspect. I mean, I, I, I can never think of anything that I dislike about Portal. It's one of those games that I'd probably give 10 out of 10 if yeah. I was going to review it. It's just, it is just, it's perfect in my eyes i mean portal 2 like you said steve it's probably on equal footing i might put it slightly higher because it does more with it yeah it is I guess. it is it is a better game but yeah like you know portal set the stage so well mm. yeah yeah i think yeah, steve so. that the word that you used there was confident uh, yeah. it, it does just strike me all aspects of the game it's just they know exactly what they're doing they know exactly what they're trying to achieve mm. and yeah yeah it's good pick uh, best GLaDOS quotes. Um, Please note, we have added a consequence for failure. Any contact with the chamber floor will result in an unsatisfactory mark on your official testing record, followed by death. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> just, just, yeah. you, you could pick pretty much any GLaDOS please, quote. Please be advised, a noticeable taste of blood is not any part of the test protocol, but is an unintended side effect of the Aperture Science Material Emancipation Grid, which may, in semi-rare cases, emancipate dental fillings, crowns, tooth enamel, and teeth. <laughs> it's the way that she delivers them know, as well. Yeah. Like... I mean, you deliver them fine, but, like, when you hear her say them... Oh. Uh, the, uh, and then the fact that... Go on, go on, sorry. Go on. I was going to say, the fact that they also got her to do the end song... Yes. Yeah. ...is... It, I mean, yeah, yeah it, it's it's stuck in my head now. And even the one for the for Portal Two, at first I thought wasn't as good as the one they did for Portal One, but that after a while got stuck yes, in my head as well. Yeah, it's still it very very great. good. And 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 there's the part where they give you, she gives you a uh, a cube. So you p put cubes on buttons, a fairly standard mm -hmm. puzzle. But she gives you a cube with a heart on it and calls it the weighted companion cube and you have to carry it from one end of a test chamber to the other, and you grow really attached to it because you use it to block bullets and stuff like that. And at the very end, um, I just stumbled across this quote where she said, while it's been a faithful companion, your companion cube cannot accompany you through the rest of this task. Uh, it would rather die in a fire than become a burden to you. And it opens up a pit that you have to drop it in. Mm -hmm. And it's so cruel that you can't continue until you drop the companion cube in the pit, in the pit of fire. And you don't want to do it, and you wait around for ages, and she keeps telling you you can't continue until you put it in the fire, and then eventually you put it in the fire, and she says, uh, congratulations, you you uh, incinerated the companion cube faster than any other uh, test. 
sub- <laughs> subject. It's um, it's so good. It's so well done. Mm. Very That's good. it's funny how that there's that there's this part in Paul too that you've just reminded me of that um, so you there's parts of it that don't feel very video gamey. So it's not just like hitting a button. It's doing stuff like that, dropping a cube into a pit. There's this bit where um, Stephen Merchant's little robot guy needs to fix something or, or take something off. And he says, right, I can't do this if you're watching. You need to turn around. <laughs> yeah. And then you just go, oh, yeah, whatever. But they go on, turn around. And, he, and you literally have to just turn your character around before he does it. Yeah. And it's just yeah. little things like that that it doesn't feel like something video gamey that yeah, you know it's not it's just really, like yeah. hit that light hit that light it's you know you have to physically turn your character around so yeah and mm. if Clever i remember stuff. rightly as well it's something like in order to get in order to get us through through this door you made it seem like he's got a sophisticated way of going going through the door but he's like I, you can't watch and you turn around and you just hear the wind the window smashing <laughs> <laughs> brilliant oh it's so good um the good, the good thing is that because I've extended the years to 2013, Portal 2 is now included Yay. in those years. Whee. So we'll get to talk about it properly. <laughs> Woohoo. Um, all right. I think that's, uh, that's enough of Portal. We could talk about that game forever. Uh, and I really want to go play it now. So that's how good it is. Uh, next up then, let's hear from Ben. Let's hear Ben's pitch. Ooh. Okay. Uh, well, I've, I've chosen... Um, a game from a, a little publisher that you guys don't really... I'm not sure if any of you have heard of them, but um, it's a little company called Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nintendo. I think you might have mentioned one or two of those their games okay. um, accidentally mm-hmm. in, on previous episodes. Um, and this game is um, Super Mario Galaxy for the uh, Nintendo Wii. Mm. That, is a, that is a, a game that we did happen to mention in the 2007. You did, you did, so. but uh, we don't get for, we don't get many indie for comic games effect. I had to, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've actually I have actually written some notes on it, and I have oh. written um, words that rhyme with galaxy. Ooh. Okay, if you want to count uh, me in, Andrew, I'm gonna I'm gonna count you in. Let's let's see how well this goes, <laughs> Ben. Your very first pitch. Yeah, your time starts now. How do you come back from the sunshine travesty without deviating from the classics too drastically, appealing to a fan base that mostly play casually and satiate the nerds who've been salivating rapidly? You innovate the whole platformer category with inertia, inverted polarity and gravity, making travel between worlds truly interplanetary. And if that's too fantastical, well, you can dress up as a bee. It stands up to this day, both mechanically and graphically. The soundtrack is orchestrated almost cinematically. Fun for the family, with fuck-all profanity. No shooty-shooty bang-bang, no women clad scantily. Although, if you Google Rosalina bestiality, then you can still have a cheeky one-handed waggle spree. So now you see why... G-O-T-Y simply has to be this Miyamoto magic from Kyoto's Dream Factory. Ben, wow. you did that in exactly one minute. Wow. <laughs> that okay. was, yeah, that wow. needs an applause. You all, have all outdone yourself, sir. As well. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. That's, the rest that's... of us could just go home. I've still got pitch and Muslim on the bother. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make jokes like, it's your first pitch, Ben, don't fuck it up. But man, you just... Man. Well, the, my my cold almost got in the way then because that was quite hard to to get it all out. But yeah, 
Holy cow. There we go. Oh. Mm. Uh, those who don't know Ben, uh, if you're listening Radio Sega and you've not heard um, the Crossplayers or anything like that, uh, Ben is a rapper. Uh, and uh, I was not expecting that. Even though I know that you rap and I've heard your stuff, I was not expecting you to basically come up with a rap for your pitch. And that is probably the most genius thing anybody's ever done on Game of the Year. So, Well, you have to play to your strengths, don't you? I, 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 you, I just didn't quite have the bottle to, to rap it. So I <laughs> just say it in the, in the style of a, of a Ponzi, um, you know, it was like spoken a, word poet. It was like a, like a beat poem. Yeah. 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 You should have all, you should have clicked rather than clapped. Yeah, that's okay. that's true. Oh, damn it. That is. Yeah. But anyway, yes, Super Mario Galaxy is a wonderful, Super wonderful Mario game. Galaxy. That's the that's the yes. crux of it. It is. Um Rich, you have played this one, right? Yeah. You did say that. Owned it on, yeah, owned it on the Wii, owned it on the Switch. Wonderful game. Um mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's my favourite of the three D Mario's, but it's a very, very close second. It, it, it's beautiful. It's I mean, the thing for me that always stands about this game more than anything, and it shouldn't, but it does, is the music. I absolutely mm-hmm. adore it. I mean, Gusty Gardens is probably one of my favourite pieces of gaming music of all time, and that's what sticks out to me more than anything. Um, and just see, it's just very unique for like a free platformer. I mean, it can make you know, a lot of people quite motion sick, I think. Um, I know my missus can't watch me play it because you're just kind of running around spherical planets and that can be a bit bleh, but it's yeah it, it's it's a beautiful game it still looks fantastic today it kind of shocked me how good it still looks today especially for a wii game i think the wii even at the time wasn't necessarily um i think, I think the problem with the wii was it was consoles have started to go hd right yeah true and, true. and yes. nintendo being nintendo held off from embracing such expensive modern technology and yeah. so galaxy although it looked probably a bit ropey at the time the character models the worlds and everything were perfectly mm. nice which is why now they haven't really had to do anything to it and yeah. suddenly just mm. running running into hd it looks like a like a new game yeah it, it really, yeah it really does it really does I'm struggling to put words together for this because I'm still thinking of your pitch Ben so I'm going to move over to Steve <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean everything was said that, that had to be said, really, uh, in yeah. in 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 rap form. Um, yeah, this game's brilliant, and the, the, I, so I've only played it on the on the Switch, but I have I have seen it uh, on the Wii. Playing it on the Switch is like rubbing the dust off the screen and unveiling this like gorgeous game. Because mm. uh, I think the Wii was 480p, I think. Mm-hmm. Play it mm-hmm. on the Switch. Yeah. At, 1080 it just looks glorious it is it is fantastic and i mean it had to be right because they were following up from after i think i think reggie said at the time this is a true successor to nintendo's 64 uh to mario 64 rather which is just yeah an acknowledgement that super mario sunshine was uh, a horrible horrible turd (laughs) (laughs) so it had to be good and it was they not they knocked it out of the park and yes the music is but i think this is the first mario game that had orchestrated music Mm. and it's brilliant it super holds up it's a great game Mm. yeah i uh, i i think uh i'm not a fan of sunshine either don't get me wrong but i think that all big franchises go through a phase of trying to reinvent themselves um sonic has done it a lot um, and mm. not succeeded on many occasions, but Mario has done it 
a lot and generally succeeds in sunshine i think is one where people still like it there are people who still enjoy sunshine but i like it, 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 it i i, I love yeah. it it doesn't hold up though to the rest of the franchise it mm. is very much the black you can you can see why people don't like it but um galaxy though is like nintendo at its best like when it's trying to um iterate on its you know on its franchises it has you know it has mario it has zelda it has metroid it has these franchises that it sticks with over and over and over again it's very rare that they bring out you know a new ip like they did with splatoon on the wii u that was a huge deal because they hadn't brought something like that out so to iterate a mario game in the way that they did with uh mario galaxy mm. it was incredible like to to see those true 3d worlds where you're literally on a sphere or you know like uh, you could run it was mind blowing. Uh, then it was mind blowing. Now it's mind blowing in HD. I, I don't know. It's it's probably my favourite Mario game even now. Wow. It's probably my favourite Mario game. Love it to bits. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I don't even know if I would go that far, but it is. Um, mm. Yeah, it's I, it, at the time, it was my favourite um, 3D Mario. I d- mm-hmm. I didn't get on with 64 at all. Sorry, Rich and most people listening um i just didn't <laughs> like it at the time and i've tried it since and i still don't like it um but this after i think they they went too experimental with sunshine and they tried mm. to do too much clever stuff and it just yeah it, it fell on its ass a little bit because it was then rushed to get out um because i think what they launched the gamecube with luigi as the main <laughs> the main uh character didn't they and uh and they were like shit this isn't selling need to get mario out so then they you know it was it was unfinished and unpolished which is very rare for a nintendo game whereas this is polished beautifully they've kind of although they introduced this whole traveling from world to world thing it um it feels much more like a mario game than sunshine did it's you know you're not you haven't got these weird creatures and you're not in you know this kind of strange place you know Isle Delfino it felt weirdly grounded <clears throat> despite the the mm. concept of being in in you know a different galaxy um which is good which is when they're at their best is when they just tweak that one core thing mm-hmm. but keep everything else very familiar so all the enemies are quite familiar you know this you've got uh toad i think this is the game that introduced captain toad mm. as well no, or it was. is it? I'm sure it is. I'm I think it might sure. be. I, I know that the the 3D levels that became Captain Toad's treasure tracker was 3D uh, Mario 3D World. But yeah, I don't know if they. Yeah, did. I think but they, Captain uh, they Toad is in. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, they did. They introduced it before that, didn't they? Yeah. And then he went on to 3D World. Yeah. Yeah, and the, you know, and that's that's worth it just for that. Just we got True. Captain Toad off the back of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I just think it's a lovely game, and it still stands up. Anyone can play it. It's um, you can even play it, you know, with uh, in sort of co-op mode mm. with uh, with someone who maybe isn't a, a proper gamer, you know, that doesn't know what what they're doing so much, and they can just point using the pointer controls and fire <laughs> stars at random objects. Um, yeah. Lovely, I love Mario Galaxy and Very the sequel. Good. I mean, it, we're we're back to sequels yeah. again, but I think the sequel did everything that we pretty much what we said about Portal and Portal mm. Two there. They're kind yeah. of, I think of them in the, like almost the same, like yeah. as one game, because you know two just really just 
carried on the same path. It's so, a shame yeah. that two didn't come in that package on the Switch because I would yeah, like, I would like to play two. It's weird. Understand that. Yeah. 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 Very strange. Um, I have, ben, I have a question about you. You said that you liked Sunshine. Um, yeah. Why? <laughs> um, <clears throat> again, the music in that game is the music good. Yeah, no, that's it's really good. Yeah. Um, and the atmosphere, the sort of sunny atmosphere, was quite nice. And the little pitter patter of his feet. There's, there's just little things. I don't know that just did something in my mind at the time. That was like this is this feels weird. This feels like an off brand kind of like Tesco's own version of Mario. But at the same time, there's a lot of parts of it that were just quite charming still. Um, I can see that. And the, li- yeah. and the levels that you do without flood, that's just classic 3D Mario stuff. Those are so great. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to love there, but there are, yeah, I, I get why people think it's crap. I do understand that. But And maybe, mm. maybe if I played it now, rather than having played it way back when, then I might have a very different opinion of it, but... I like it. Fair enough. I give no, it a pass. that's true. I the the music and the visuals are appealing, and the way his feet click when you run around is pretty cool. So yeah, you're right. Cool. <laughs> that makes it sound like a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like it? it? It's the sound of his feet. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I I I going back to your spoken poetry slash rap uh, slash beat poetry talking about Rosalina, uh, Rosalina and bestiality. I'm not going to look that up, but uh, <laughs> I, that, that sounds like it's going to ruin Rosalina mm. for me. If, uh, like, if oh, I... it certainly did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, but just to, just to point out, I think in the 2007 episode, I mentioned that it's the only uh, Amiibo that I want that I don't have. And a friend had it and sold it to me. Oh, wow. So I oh, wow. will soon oh, have it. Perfect. Oh, congrats. So, I'm very happy, very happy to have Rosalina, and uh, now I'll just have to try not to imagine her and bestiality. I'm sorry, it was the only word I could think of to rhyme. I really did try <laughs> to think of something <laughs> less gross than that. <laughs> hey, it's cheap it's laughs, man. That's why I'm here. Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our last pitch, which of course is our winner from last time, which is Rich. Rich, are you ready to pick? I'm ready. And do you have a significantly left field choice? Um, I won't say so. No, I think it's pretty. Uh, I think this is kind of. This would be in some people's picks, I reckon. I don't think it's too crazy, okay. too out there. No. All right. Let's find it out. Uh, Rich, what are you going to pitch to us today? I'm going to pitch um, Guitar Hero Three: Legends of Rock. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. So. And I'm assuming my time started now. Good. Okay, yep. Uh, no. <laughs> Rich, your time has started now. Cool, yeah. So, Guitar Hero 3, it basically kind of retains a lot of the core mechanics of the previous games, but it does things with a few twists. And on top of the practice and the quick play and the career modes, you get to face off against guitar icons such as Tom Morello and Slash. Um, the soundtrack for Tyro 3 is easily the best of the series. You've got 71 songs, including the likes of uh, Kiss, you've got Alice Cooper, 
Guns N' Roses, Metallica, shockingly. I don't know how they afforded that one. Um, Tenacious D, Queens of the Stone Age, Weezer. I, the list goes on and on. The soundtrack is easily the best of the entire series. Um, graphically, Gataro 3 is the best so far. Um, the character models, the lip syncing, it's the best. Um, I go back to the music again. One thing this game did have compared to the previous two was it had a lot more... Um, master rec- oh really wow damn, that went quick <laughs> wow oh dear oh dear that's a quick uh, that's a bad time yeah that's a bad time to to, to butt in there i felt bad I you should know. feel bad okay. yeah which I, is I a should. very but it, very good picture he is mm. he's very very much so um <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna start i've never played this game really what, uh, any any guitar hero or just Any guitar. The only the only ones I've played are the band hero games because my okay. friend had them and I played the drums. Uh, I never really got into the guitar <laughs> side of it. I did have for a time. In fact, I might still have it. No, I think I got rid of it. I had Guitar Hero Live, which I didn't enjoy. Mm. Um, but yeah, the band hero I enjoyed. Guitar Hero not so much. What's band? So I what's guess band hero is that is that. Band Hero is you had uh, a guitar, you could have two guitars, even one could be the bass, uh, drums, and somebody would be on the mic singing. Uh, so. Oh, is that not? I thought that was Rock Band. They tried to compete, didn't they? They basically. There's a couple, there's Rock Band and Band Hero. Uh, okay. Uh. So, yeah. Uh. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I enjoyed that. But mostly, I, I just don't think I get the guitar and mm. I can't sing, so drums were like my go to. Uh, I, was, I was all right at them, it was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, but Guitar Hero 3, unfortunately, I cannot say anything about. Uh, I feel like Ben might have played this one. It feels like a game that Ben should, should have played. Yeah, uh, I, I don't remember if I've played 3 specifically, but I've mm. certainly dabbled in uh, Guitar Hero. Uh, my I think my nephew used to have it and I'd sort of play it with him um, now and again. Uh, DJ Hero, I played that a lot more. Yes, <clears throat> I, I have um, that one. That's right. Yeah, but I yeah I like. I mean, I'm a fan of rhythm games and stuff. And yeah, obviously this again going back to this is pretty much the granddaddy of those, right? At least in in the West. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I like. I've got time for it. I think um, I don't know. Did they just kind of overdo it and the whole peripheral thing, and then it just got a bit saturated, and people like Andrew had whole band's worth of equipment yeah. in the I think it cupboards. really was quite a bubble really it just yeah. kind of yes. it was releasing games like there was I think there's one point there was two games in one year because I think it was this and there was also um, I think it was maybe Rock the 80s I think maybe was the same year right and it was just mm-hmm. got overkill and yeah people weren't going to start forking out for additional guitars and I think that's where a lot of their money was made was all the accessories but yeah, you're only ever going to have one guitar, and there's only going to be so much. There's only going to be so much appeal with multiple games, and all that's different is the songs. It's kind of a bit some borrowed time, really. I think it was kind of dead on arrival. Just took a while. It's almost like the Toys for Life in a way. I think it just kind of yeah. came in and quickly went. Yeah, and dance yeah. mats and yeah, things like that. Mm. Yeah, but no, it's 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 cool. But it, it, you know, what's more rock and roll than burning out quickly? You know, that's exactly that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a, bu- um, a bubble. There was a time there where the market was very hot for large pieces of plastic that were hard to store. Um, and then mm-hmm. after a very short time, CEX was suddenly full of them because everybody just got rid of them. 
Um, but I, I would have a difficult time picking Guitar Hero 3 out from Guitar Hero and Rock Band gen- generally. Mm. So I can't really say whether or not I played this one. Um, but I will say that Guitar Hero was a very fun game. Uh, I never owned it myself because plastic shit that's very hard to store. Uh, and was expensive as well at the time. Um, but I played a lot of it at friends' houses. And yeah, it was fantastic. And this one would stand out to me because there's a lot of good music. There's a lot of good bands in there. For me, on a personal note, maybe this will swing the vote, I don't know. But like a big part of what's important about Guitar Hero was it was a game that me and the uh, the wife played a lot when we were orig- initially courting. So uh, just kind of, she wasn't a video game person, but she got into... You sort of serenading her with some Metallica look. Exactly. Clank, 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 clank. Just those buttons jangling. But yeah, um, when I left her behind in the US, I just kind of bought her a PS2 and all the games just to kind of say, hey, I'm going off now, bye. Uh, here's this thing to cheer you up. <laughs> and that, that was my parting gift. So yeah, we spent a lot of time playing those games together until, That's yeah. Cute. So, and she was the only game she was really good at at the time until uh, Yakuza came along. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it's got a special place in my heart just for that alone, really. Um but yeah, I, I enjoy it. I've not played in the longest time. I've still got the games behind me somewhere and the guitar, but I haven't touched it in the longest time. You can mm. always rely but, on Rich to add the uh, personal element. Indeed. Yeah. No tears, though, no tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it was it, to speak to speak to that as well, Rich, I think there was an element of it was kind of had the same effect as the Wii where pe- people who don't normally play games could play yeah. this one, Yeah, uh, which was definitely, definitely a big big deal. And if you could play um, Dragon Force um, through Fire and Flames, then you were a god, because that song was brutal. <laughs> like, it's the fastest song alive, even on like the easiest mode. It's just overwhelmingly fast. Um, so I don't know how many pensioners managed that, like I did Wii Tennis, but I assume some did. don't know. It was, uh, this is one game, I don't, know if it, I don't know if it was Rock Band 3, sorry, not Rock Band, Guitar Hero 3 specifically, um, but it was one of the games that South Park featured hmm. in an episode, so they've had ones for like World of Warcraft, and they had a PSP related episode, and of course they had a Rock Band episode, which was a great episode, I love that episode, uh, but it just goes to show the popularity mm-hmm. of it, that, that shows like South Park would feature it heavily, uh, so. Don't yeah. forget the Dreamcast episode as well, there was one. Of course, yeah, absolutely. There's the dream <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was it, it's a hugely popular series, and people still think highly of it today. And of course, is it the same people who now do Fuser? Am I thinking correctly? Is it the I, same company? Is it Harmonics? Harmonics at the time, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think you might be right, uh, Andrew. Fuser is actually very good as well. It's, it? Fuser, it's a good to. kind of um, evolution of this format. Yeah. Mm. Again, more more DJ Hero than Guitar Hero, but it's, it's yeah. very good. Very expensive as well, from what I've seen, to buy Fuser. It's hugely expensive. Yeah. Uh, Harmonics, also did, Harmonics also did Dance Central as well. Ah, uh, yeah, I had that. The Connect game. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the daddy of them all was always going to be music by Codemasters on the uh, PlayStation. Oh, oh yes. I fucking <laughs> love that game. god of rhythm games and music games yeah. and... All, wow. all of that was just... Music Generator 2. I think I told that story last time I was on here, that that's what got Possibly, me into yeah. music Probably. production. Yes. Um, and it had that's that right. peripheral that you could sample, you know, from your mini disc player oh, yeah, into yeah. the PS2. Crazy. Amazing. So cool. Very cool. That's very cool. Um, all right. So we've got, I think we've got four very, very good games there mm. uh, for Game of the Year. 
it's going to be difficult difficult for people to choose um but choose they must i mean if it's based and... if it's based solely on pitch i don't think it is hard at all no uh, well, indeed that's not. true one very clear winner in the pitch department there it is, yeah. but people will go with their hearts, right? They'll go with the game that means the most to them. Yeah. Um, but if you are going with pitch, what a waste of fucking time! That took me all day. <laughs> uh, if 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 you're struggling for which game to pick, just pick Ben's because that yeah. pitch deserves the vote. To be honest, uh, but yeah, and and uh, that just I'm not going to be doing that every time. By the way, that's just uh, you're not. No, just want to set expectations that I I will only disappoint you from now on. Okay. okay. So that's there you go. All right. Now Fine. we're clear. Good. Right. Okay. I'm gonna have to rewrite your contract to make tune you in do next that time, time to be disappointed by that. Um, uh, that's, that's such a mum thing to say. <laughs> not angry, just disappointed. So yes, you will get the chance to vote. So after this episode airs, so we are gonna air this first on Radio Sega. So if you're listening to this on Radio Sega, uh, the poll will be going up right about now if future me can can time it correctly um but if you are listening elsewhere i.e on the dreamcastyears.co.uk website or wherever you find this podcast uh the uh the the vote might already be done uh, but it will be up for seven days after this initially goes out on radio sega uh, and you'll get the chance to vote for which of these four games is your game of the year so vote wisely uh, game of 2007 it's in your hands out of those Four particular games so yes that's that and there is the small matter now of rich's prize so uh, it's, not, it's not really a prize i'm not giving you something physical here rich but no. uh, i am giving you the chance to get us all get us all together in a way okay uh to play a game uh that you would like us to play uh so what we'll do going forward is the winner of the uh, the poll uh, will get to choose a game from the following year that all four of us will play and then discuss in the next game of the year. So just to be clear about that, Rich will cho- be choosing a game from 2008, and then when we get to the game of the year 2008 episode, all four of us all four of us will have a bit of a discussion about the game that Rich wants us to play. Does that make sense? Yes, that's yeah, a perfect great sense. idea. Yep, awesome. Uh, so, Rich, this is the first time we've done it, and uh, it is your choice. Okay. What 2008 game are you going to pick? True to form, I'm going to go for a game I've never fucking played, and that's going <laughs> to be uh, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, um, oh. which is one I've always kind of been tr- intrigued by. I know it wasn't like the first of the Rare games, I think, when they went to Microsoft. I think that was early on into the original OG Xbox, but... This was obviously the first time we'd seen someone, or a character, a property that in a way was kind of synonymous with Nintendo and Nintendo 64 going over to the other side. Um, mm. and it was a horrible looking version of Banjo-Kazooie as well. Like, it terrifying in the renders. But it was interesting. And what's different about this game is it's basically a, like 80% vehicle-based pla- 3D platformer. And I think the other 20% is more traditional. Um, that's about all I know about it. I think the idea is that you're meant to build vehicles to gain access to certain parts of the world, and it looks weird and very interesting. Um, mm. And yeah, I'm intrigued. So I don't know if you guys have played it. I certainly have not. So I thought this is the perfect opportunity to give it a go. I know it's on Game Pass. I know it's on a rare replay. Um, so it should be pretty easy to get hold of. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've never played it either, but I I also hear good things. Hmm. So I'd, I'd be very 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 happy to play this one. It's really strange that you've picked this because I I've never played any Banjo Kazooie games at all <gasps> until last night. Oh, and I I, st- I started the first one last night. Such on a good game, game, game. Yeah, and I, I was I was pleasantly surprised. It's pretty um, yeah, pretty sort of charming, isn't it? Yeah, lot of collectibles. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> that's what those games collect. were back then. Yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I'm up for this. Sounds good. Cute. Yeah, I'm excited. I've not played it. Um, awesome, perfect. Yeah, so I'm gonna ha- have fun with that. I thought for for a second, I thought you were gonna choose Dead Space, which I would have loved, but also I think that's a really difficult game for everybody to get through. So, because it's scary, it's very scary. Yeah, I didn't do well with that stuff. I'm afraid no. that's why I didn't choose it. Yeah. So, Banjo is a choice. choice. Yeah. Yeah, very well chosen. Uh, and of course, anybody listening, you are also free, of course, to have a play as well um, and then listen to us chat about it in the next Game of the Year edition. Um, and if you want to, let us know on Twitter or in the Discord or either our Discord, which is the Dreamcast Years Discord, or in the Radio Sega Discord, although this is not a Sega game, so I'm not sure how they will feel mm. about that. Um, have a chat. <laughs> about Banjo Kazooie, um, may, maybe come to ours, our, our um, Dreamcast years. When I'll post, uh, if if I'm being, if Future Me is being uh, on the ball, I will now post a link to the Dreamcast years Discord. You are putting In, a lot of pressure on Future Andrew. I'm putting a huge <laughs> amount of pressure. And anybody listening to this not on Radio Sega will wonder what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, you're not just going to get a random link on your computer while you're listening to this from me. Um, so yeah, please do play along if you fancy it, and we can have a chat about it, and uh, and then we will, all four of us, will discuss it next time on Game of the Year. And that's it. That's us done. It's pretty good. Mm, it's yeah, very good. Very good. I would say. Yeah. Very it's a well. uh, pleasure to have you, Ben. Well done. Excellent yeah. pitch. Yeah. Amazing pitch. Thank you. Got through it. Yeah. No, I enjoyed that very much. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Yeah. Lovely. Forever. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, great first episode for you. well it's not your technically your first episode but as a as a regular hmm. great first episode and uh that rap will forever stay with me thank mm-hmm. you for Agreed. that all right that's it from us thank you so much everybody at radio sega for listening and if you're not listening on radio sega thank you as well uh, please head over to dreamcastiers.co.uk where you can find all of our podcast episodes and also some information about the books, which is Dreamcast Year 1 and Dreamcast Year 2. If you fancy it, you can buy a digital copy of Dreamcast Year 1 from the website. So go to the book section, take a look. If you haven't already got it, why not get it? And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at oddminter 84 Steve, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Steve Jack, although I haven't said very much in a little while here, but I'll be back at some point. Yeah, you will. Uh, Rich, remind people what your new Twitter handle is. It's not new, it's not new anymore. It's it's, it's uh, old. Um, it's um, at the Bits and Hero. Indeed. I'll stop saying it's new soon. I'm just, yeah, I'm just letting people get <laughs> get used to the fact that you're no longer Dreamcast. I'm shocked I haven't changed it back already, but... I know, I know. Um, ben, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Benji Kong lovely and if i can't remember if i already mentioned it probably have but i'll mention it again we're all at dreamcast years uh so come and track us down there uh thank you so much for listening and until next time keep dreaming see you later bye, bye. bye.